Something that has been said in reference to children and their affinity for Minecraft, but which clearly also applies to just humanity as a whole, is that we yearn for the mines. Mm -hmm. Digging underground is a primal urge within all of us. Mm -hmm. This is especially true of men and boys who, rather than enjoy a nice relaxing day at the beach, will often join forces with complete strangers in digging a big old hole in the sand. But women, of course, yearn for the mines as well, as we recently saw with that woman on TikTok who documented her extensive one-woman tunnel excavation project under her house until the local authorities shut it down for being extremely dangerous. Yeah, well, the other day we speculated that 2024 was shaping up to be the year of the weird guy. And that remains to be seen, but 2024 is also looking like it might be the year of the tunnel. This past week alone has brought us tunneling stories from all over the map. And we should really start with the events that unfolded in the Crown Heights neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York on Tuesday. This first came to our attention the way it did for many others. Context-free videos showing the NYPD scuffling with a room full of Hasidic Jews who appeared to be very upset, many of whom were seen emerging from a hole in the wall and one seen crawling out of a grate in a sidewalk in what looked like a real hurry. He had places to go. Most of the initial context provided around what the hell we were witnessing uh, it referred to so many esoteric things specific to Brooklyn and Hasidic Judaism that it didn't really help much at all. So some background info is definitely necessary. Yeah, so first of off, uh, first off, Judaism, like Christianity and other religions, has a lot of different denominations all built on the same foundation, but branching off in very, very different ways over the past couple thousand years. Differences stem from religious beliefs and practices, but also ethnicity and national origin. And it gets very complicated the deeper you dig. There's a lot of different kinds of Jews, but in current day America, you can kind of mostly break it down into three general categories, orthodox, conservative, and reform. Orthodox is more strict and traditional. Reform is more progressive and modern. And conservative is somewhere in the middle. That's a very dumbed down way of explaining it. And I'm mm -hmm. sorry if I'm oversimplifying things, but that's my very basic understanding. And I think that's all you really need to know. Yeah, you can break Christianity down the same way. There's yeah. dozens, maybe hundreds of different versions of Christianity, especially in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. They got a different version of Christianity for everything. They so really uh, anyways, with uh, within or Orthodox Judaism, you get a whole bunch of different movements that fall under that umbrella, but are in many cases completely at odds with each other in many ways. And that's where we find Hasidic Judaism, uh, which is the folks that you usually see wearing traditional old school garb and sticking mainly to their own neighborhoods and communities who often speak Yiddish as their first language. You can very loosely compare the Hasidic way of life to the Amish way of life. But again, that's an oversimplification and there's a ton of differences. And even within Hasidic Judaism, there's a bunch of different dynasties that operate independently of each other. It's all very complicated, but one of those dynasties is Shabbat Lubavitch, which, whose global headquarters are in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Yeah, and we're explaining this not just to provide some context for this story, but also because it's always important to underline that the Jews are not some unified, monolithic group of people. The average American Jew probably has a lot more in common with the average American Christian than they have in common with the Crown Heights Hasidic community. Mm -hmm. And that's important to point out because this story has, of course, spawned just tons of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories at a time when we really, especially, do not need that shit. Yeah, as we indicated earlier in the week, um, the video footage is obviously absurd, but 
it's very clear that a lot of bad people were laughing very hard and loudly about this and uh, right. and having a bit too much fun with it. Was, it was a bit of a Rorschach test. Yes. Yeah. I, one of the tweets I saw was, uh, I trust maybe five to ten people to make fun of this properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But with that out of the way, uh, let's talk about that tunnel. <laughs> Here's the AP. A historic Brooklyn synagogue that serves as the center of an influential Hasidic Jewish movement was trashed this week during an unusual community dispute that began with the discovery of a secret underground tunnel and ended in a brawl between worshippers and police. The conflict erupted in the global headquarters of the Shabbat Lubavitch movement in Crown Heights, a deeply revered Jewish site that each year receives thousands of visitors, including international students and religious leaders. Its Gothic revival facade, immediately recognizable to adherents of the Shabbat movement, has inspired dozens of replicas across the world. But on Tuesday, the synagogue remained closed off by police barricades as New York City building safety agents inspected whether a tunnel dug without official permission may have caused structural damage to the famed property. Officials and locals said young men in the community recently built the passage to the sanctuary in secret. When the group's leaders tried to seal it off Monday, they staged a protest that turned violent as police moved in to make arrests. The exact purpose and provenance of the tunnel that incited the altercation remained the subject of some debate. The passageway is believed to have started in the basement of an empty apartment building behind the headquarters, snaking under a series of offices and lecture halls before eventually connecting to the synagogue, according to Mahdi Seligson, a spokesperson for Shabbat. He characterized its construction as a rogue act of vandalism committed by a group of misguided young men condemning the extremists who broke through the wall to the synagogue, vandalizing the sanctuary in an effort to preserve their unauthorized access. Okay, goddammit, it's time for a little more background. So, you know how Christians think Jesus is the Messiah and that Jewish people don't? Well, The more orthodox corners of modern Judaism are still very into the idea of a Messiah coming along at some point, and within the Shabbat Lubavitch community, there's been a bit of a civil war over the past few decades over whether the guy who ran their movement from the 1950s until his death in the mid-90s was the Messiah. Oh, and uh, some of them think he's still alive, too. Right. Mm -hmm. Like a Messiah would be. Yeah. This idea seems to be particularly popular among a group of young men in the Crown Heights Shabbat community. And they're the ones who started digging the tunnels, which was opposed by the non-Messianic members. Still confused, though? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I am. I think we are. There are still some pretty big unanswered questions here. Like, why were they building a tunnel? Because it's fun. <laughs> I mean, That's why I would do if it. If they just came out and said that, I'd be like, carry on. Yeah, Dudes rock. Yeah, we didn't think but... <laughs> about the structural uh, problems because... We, it was just an easy and fun way to get yeah. places. How do you say dudes rock in Yiddish? I don't know, but someone will figure it out. But yeah, what was the tunnel supposed to do? Why was it so important that they disregarded local building codes and the wishes of their fellow congregants Too much red tape? to build this tunnel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we will get to that in a second. Uh, but first, check out this absolute banger of a New York Post front page. Subvey! Shabad boys spark holy war by digging illegal tunnel under Brooklyn synagogue. The, every time I think they can't outdo themselves, yeah, they not, do not it. Not the biggest fan of the New York Post, but uh, no, it is a uh, kind of right wing uh, rag. Yeah, but as far as like uh, they do, they make a hell of a headline and uh, and a hell of a front page, mm-hmm. and and you can't take that away from them. And they they were they were in their element this mm-hmm. week. 
So yeah, anyways, for answers to our remaining questions, thankfully, the Jewish Chronicle has a lot more info about these tunnels and the background information to help explain it. From their reporting this week, for decades, 770 Eastern Parkway has been caught up in a legal dispute between Agadath Chazadeh Shabad, effectively the Shabad Lubavitch movement, and a sect of Messianic Hasidism, who not only believe that the last Rebbe who died in 1994 is the Messiah, but that he is still physically alive. In 2006, a lawsuit ruled that Shabbat had full ownership over 770, but those who believe in the messiahship of the Rebbe won't let go of what they see as their temple. About six months ago, it appeared that a group of yeshiva students associated with the messianic movement began to dig tunnels, connecting the synagogue with an unused mikvah to gain unauthorized access to 770. When the Shabbat authorities learned of the illegal tunnel network, which could have threatened the integrity of the buildings above it, they called in a cement truck to fill in the tunnels. It was the arrival of the truck, which began pouring cement into the open tunnel network, that caused the chaos. No! All my hard work! Yeah, that's the worst. When you've been digging a tunnel for a while, you and, the, you and your boys digging a tunnel for, for the Lord, and, uh, and then... The boomers come in with their big cement truck. Yeah, for a, for a far in. for a far less important reason. I had the same thing happen. We we built uh, bike jump trails uh, illegally. Yeah. Uh, behind a, uh, a video library, which was our version of Blockbuster at the time, and uh, we'd worked on them for months. Every, everyone loved them. Yeah. Had a great time. One day we came. Tractors were there, and they were fucking gone. Wow. It was legitimately heartbreaking. Yeah. So I, I I sympathize. Yeah, I mean, we have more in common with these uh, these young Hasidic Jewish men than yeah. than we might realize. They were just trying to dig a hole. Yeah, yeah. and and like the the video I mentioned before we started filming, there's a video of uh, uh, Hasidic Jews trying to get across the street during. The, there's always something going on in New York and Brooklyn, and in this scenario, the the marathon was happening. Yeah, and they're playing like Frogger. Like it's a very treacherous way to try to yeah. get the, across. They gotta the road get there. there. It's yeah. the Sabbath. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> The whole Hasidic movement is like fascinating because I mean there there is a lot of comparisons with like the Amish, mm-hmm. but it's like if the Amish instead of moving into like the prairies of like Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, if the Amish moved into like a heavily urban area, the most literally the most densely populated part of the country, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean if if they were out in the prairie, they could have they could have dug as many tunnels as they wanted, yeah. but no, you are in New York City. And that takes permits. And they would have been very proficient at it, like Amish people raising barns. Yeah, you see them, they, I mean, look at that. Yeah. Just putting up a barn, just with manpower. Like that. Yeah. One day, but a very nice, solid hour-long run- lunch break. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even with that explanation from Jurist Currents, it still doesn't quite explain what the fuck the tunnel was for. It's for walking around in. <laughs> Why not? It's just my walking around tunnel. Yeah. But yeah, so as far as we can gather... The guy who that they, they see as the Messiah had always wanted to expand the temple and make it bigger. I guess this was their attempt at doing that, hmm. fulfilling the Messiah's wishes. Sure. What would Jesus do? In this case... Dig, baby, dig. Dig, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they apparently even made this 3D model of their plans in what appears to be <laughs> the Doom engine. It's probably it's not the Doom engine, but it, it's weirdly antiquated. Mm-hmm. In any case, in the video, it doesn't explain. It's just, okay, it's an extra room with nothing in it. What's the point? But in any case, the tunnel diggers, they've been arrested. And Shabbat leadership seems happy about that. 
But another group of people who seem happy about all this are the anti-Semites yeah. who operate openly and with impunity on Elon Musk's Twitter. Mm-hmm. And we're not even going to delve into the specifics here. Just take our word for it. Yeah. <laughs> but You can already imagine yeah, uh, yeah. the type it's, of uh, fun that people were having. They're not even, like, this was, they're playing t-ball with this one. Yeah. It's just uh, not even original. You've mm-hmm. seen one, you've seen them all. But yeah. This hyper-local conflict between two small sects of a small religious community was, of course, presented as part of some vast global Jewish conspiracy by the dumbest people on the planet, whose opinions are amplified for the low, low price of $8 a month. Uh Thank you, Elon. Very cool. Uh, But we told you there was more than one tunnel story this week, so let's get on to the next one. Tunnel. This story comes to us from West Virginia, where a man has been dubbed the Shawshank Burglar by (laughs) local police. Uh, And uh, once again, with all your tunnel news, here's the New York Post. Deputies from the Stafford County Sheriff's Office responded to a business alarm that went off at Auto Chiefs in Fredericksburg around 1040 a.m. on Sunday. They discovered signs of a break-in at the used car dealership and its next-door rival, Carplug, as well as the alleged thief who identified himself as Jerry Lee Adams, the Sheriff's Office said. Adams, 35, told the officers that he was an employee at Auto Chiefs who was there to do drywall work and then planned on buying a vehicle next door. However, both businesses said they had no idea who he was, and he was detained as police investigated further. Police found that Adams tried to break into Auto Chief's front door with a crowbar, but abandoned the attempt after he was unable to get inside. He then got inside the building through a broken garage panel, then tunneled, there it is, tunneled his way through the wall into the adjacent car plug. There, he snatched keys to a vehicle, a company hat, and a company pen he told deputies he planned to use to leave a note to to businesses telling them he was just taking the vehicle on a test drive. On his way to retrieve the car, deputies made contact with Adams and found the loot on his person, cops said. Unlike Andy Dufresne, Adams would not be able to escape this, the sheriff's office said, referring to Tim Robbins' character that escaped prison via a tunnel dug over 20 years in the 1994 drama the Shawshank Redemption. Okay, so this wasn't exactly tunneling in the traditional sense. Andy Dufresne did tunnel his way out of Shawshank by digging a hole in the wall of his cell. But in this case, we're talking about modern American walls made of drywall panels. We would define tunneling as something requiring tools like shovels and pickaxes, whereas the hole this guy crawled through looks like it could have been made with punches and kicks. There isn't even insulation in there. This is the kind of tunnel job upset gamers do to, on their bedroom walls on a daily basis. Damn, mom, I'm not, no, I, yeah. I don't want to come down for dinner. If you don't live in America, you should know. We build everything out of cardboard. Yeah, a tunnel, it's got to be like... There has to be dirt. Like, like six or ten feet. Yeah, it has to be dirt or like hard earth material. Uh, you can't just... You have to put the insides of the tunnel somewhere else. Yeah, you can't just bust through two sheets of drywall. You're just that's, the Kool-Aid That's not man. a tunnel, that's a hole. Yeah. You, you made a hole, and that's that's not nothing. Holes are fun, too, but they're not tunnels. It's a funny story, but it, it doesn't satisfy our yearning for the mines. I yearn for it. Thankfully, we do have a third tunnel story, Mr. <laughs> President, <laughs> which, which comes to us from down in Brazil. And unfortunately, the best English language source for this story is the Daily Mail, but here you go. A pensioner has died after plunging down a 130-foot hole he dug under his kitchen floor after dreaming he had gold buried under it. Oh, no. (laughs) No. I'm sorry, old man, but this is funny. Zhao Pimenta da Silva, 71, plunged down the shaft he had excavated after losing his balance from a swing seat at his home in Brazil. 
Neighbors said the pensioner had become obsessed with the idea there was gold buried in the area under the property in the municipality of Ipatinga in the Brazilian state of Minas Gerais he was trying to reach. Arnaldo da Silva told local media, Zhao had spent more than a year digging the hole and hired many people to do the excavating work. He began by paying 70 Brazilian reis, 11 pounds, 30 pence a day when the hole was still shallow. But the deeper he went, the more the costs went up. That makes sense. He ended up paying around 80 pounds to anyone who entered the hole and helped to remove earth. He had hit a large stone that appeared, which was difficult to remove. And there were rumors he had been talking about trying to get hold of dynamite. <laughs> the neighbor said Zhao claimed to have been told by a spirit in a dream there was gold under the rock below his kitchen floor. And he tried to warn him of the dangers of his mission, but was ignored. Well, all I mean, right. that's, that is tunneling. That we got what we asked for. Yeah, all right, what to cost? that guy, though. <laughs> but it sounds like he went out doing something he was very passionate about. And look, at that age, yeah. it's just great to be passionate about something and then follow through on that passion. Yeah. he, you know, most, most people give up on their yeah. hobbies. Most people at that age, they're just sitting watching fucking Jesse Waters <laughs> on the five. Talking about Taylor Swift. Talking about, yeah, they're, they're not doing shit. This guy's out there moving earth around. Yeah. He, he, ha- he kept that youthful spirit of yearning for the mines also, with che- him. Also, cheap funeral. Just fill in the mine. I mean, yeah, most people get buried six feet under. This man getting buried like 150 feet down. Yeah, I'd say that's actually closer to God. They should just do that, yeah. God sits in the mantle of earth. God is in the core. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, it sounds like his workmanship was top-notch, with one of the firefighters at the scene telling the press that although the equipment used was archaic and homemade, the vertical tunnel cut was perfect. This tunnel looks like something alien, with the perfection with which he dug it. Very small diameter, very perfect cylinder, 40 meters deep. I mean, yeah, it does. It looks like a tunnel that was dug by like a boring machine, not yeah. just an old man and like the local boys that he hired to <laughs> go down <laughs> go down in a How bucket. How is he getting it up? Did he have buckets on a pulley system or something? All the earth I that he was moving? I guess. That's the only, yeah, I guess, it would have to be. And it would have to be pretty solid ground because it never caved in despite all that depth. Well, yeah, it's wild too because like, in the pictures, like, it doesn't look like his house has a foundation. Like, there's, like, the linoleum of his kitchen floor, and then, and just, then just the yeah. earth underneath it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of clay-like. Yeah, it looks, it looks like pretty solid dirt. Yeah. And I, when you go straight down, you don't have to worry about cave-ins. You do, kind of, in some points, but, like... Much is, less than if you're going sideways. It certainly is funny that the firefighter was, like... It's a damn good tunnel. <laughs> I respect this tunnel. It's a and shame he couldn't finish. Like how? Imagine how much deeper he could have gone yeah. if he hadn't been cut down in his prime. Mm-hmm. And, of course, technically, the, the tunnel did kill him, but not in the way that was... Uh, it wasn't like a, because it was done poorly. He just fell into it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The tunnel was great. Yeah, the tunnel was beautiful, but it was also very deep, and the, if you fell into yeah, it, right. you're going to get hurt or you not. Are, you are going to... Face serious consequences, but it didn't cave into a hole that big. Yeah, I mean, the tunnel tunnel was narrow enough that I mean, he could have if he'd had if he'd been quick enough, he could have just gone like this and just grabbed grabbed the walls Uh and stopped himself. But too slow, uh, too slow. Uh huh. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, the archaic homemade equipment uh, was what did him in. Uh, This work site is definitely not OSHA compliant, and it sounds like uh, he was lowering himself down there with a child-sized chair attached to some very thin ropes, which were themselves attached to what looks like a few pieces of wood for scaffolding. Yeah. Yeah, it was, this was... So mm. I still, not the tunnel, 
Yeah. Just uh, the chair, the child's chair and the scaffolding. And... Right. But, yeah. you know, uh, a... This could have been any hole in the ground. A poor builder blames his tools. Sure. This man, I assume, if, if, he, could, if he could say one last thing, he would take personal responsibility. It wasn't, it wasn't the tools, it was me. And then he would say, carry on my legacy. Keep yeah. digging. Keep digging. Who Never knows, stop who digging. knows what's down there? I am the Messiah. I was, keep digging. I was told in a dream that there's gold down there. Yeah. So keep going. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the TikTok Ladies Tunnel... It is a work of genuine craftsmanship compared to this. The fact that he made it that far down while working like this is itself a miracle. But it was always doomed to fail. So again, R.I.P. Brazil tunnel guy. I wonder if the if the cop showed up. He's like, yeah, we don't do that in Brazil. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> the fuck, the cop filled, filled with concrete. The cop at the at the Shabbat temple. They want to fix this tonight. They need the truth. And and to. Like someone was like, this these two men's uh, ancestors had this exact same conversation in Roman Judea. <laughs> it, it was a a perfect <laughs> encapsulation. Like it, it was the humans of New York. Yeah, on video. I thought I was full made, display. I was very impressed because like. Uh, that cop was probably about like our age, and yeah. he still had that genuine New York accent, which I, I, I it, it's you know less and less people are growing up speaking that genuine New York accent. Yeah, it's like oh god, with uh, social media, yeah. everything being so connected, with travel being so easy, we're we're losing our funniest yeah. and coolest accents. Yeah, we need to keep that shit alive. Yeah, because we- it creates great moments where he's like, you can't dig a hole. We don't do that in America. Yeah, uh, the entire Northeast should stay there. They should. Don't travel and don't watch any media that isn't made outside mm-hmm. of your own area. Yeah. Pe- people from Boston got to sound like Boston. Yeah. People from New York got to have that New York accent. We should build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, moving on now to the opposite of tunneling. Mm-hmm. Now, you might have seen that earlier this week, a private unmanned mission to the moon failed to achieve its goals due to complications after launching. But the details of this failure are actually very funny in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. But first, here's what happened from The Guardian. The first moon lander to launch from the U.S. in half a century has no chance of making a successful landing on the lunar surface because of a fuel leak, its operators have announced, adding that their goal was now to travel as far as possible before losing power. Peregrine 1, which aimed to become the first commercial space probe to make a soft landing on the moon, suffered a critical loss of propellant hours after liftoff on Monday owing to an anomaly in the propulsion system, according to Astrobotic, the U.S. company behind the project. Before all this went down, though, there was some controversy over this launch due to some of its payload. Aside from scientific instruments and some tiny moon rovers, they also brought along DNA samples from Presidents George Washington, John F. Kennedy, and Dwight Eisenhower, and also some of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry's ashes. There were actually several dozen memorial capsules on board, all destined for the lunar surface, and members of the Navajo tribe were not happy about that. Here's CNN. If successful, the commercial mission scheduled to launch Monday, dubbed Peregrine Mission 1, will be the first time an American-made spacecraft has landed on the lunar surface since the end of the Apollo program in 1972. But Navajo Nation President Boo Nigren said that allowing the remains to touch down there would be an affront to many indigenous cultures, which revere the moon. The moon holds a sacred place in Navajo cosmology, Nigren said in a Thursday statement. 
The suggestion of transforming it into a resting place for human remains is deeply disturbing and unacceptable to our people and many other tribal nations. We are aware of the concerns expressed by Mr. Nigren, but do not find them substantive, Celestis CEO Charles Schaefer told CNN. We reject the assertion that our memorial spaceflight mission desecrates the moon, Schaefer said. Just as permanent memorials for deceased are present all over planet Earth and not considered desecration, our memorial on the moon is handled with care and reverence. Is a permanent monument that does not intentionally eject flight capsules on the moon. It is a touching and fitting celebration for our participants. The exact opposite of desecration. It is a celebration. Well, the curse survey still says. Yeah. <laughs> Ding! How did that turn out? Cursed. The curse. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they should have listened to the Navajo, uh, and things wouldn't have gone the way they did. Mm-hmm. Tale as old as time. Yeah. The, for for centuries. The Native Americans were saying, don't put that there. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, nah, I think I'm going to put it there. And then look what happens. Keep paying the price. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, those ashes and DNA, along with all the scientific instruments on board, are just sort of floating aimlessly in space for the foreseeable future. Hey, that's beautiful, too. I mean, that's what, so this company, Celestis, they've been doing this for a long time. They actually, they already sent Gene, Gene Roddenberry's ashes into space in like the fucking 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they've been doing this, but they, but they just sent it out into space. This yeah. is like the first time they're like, we're going to put it on the moon. And I, it's going to go just as well as all the other launches we've done. What could go wrong? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, this, you know, the loss of this ship. That's already a whole lot of money going to waste. But adding insult to injury, there was also a little bit of cryptocurrency on board. <laughs> that's the curse. <laughs> as pointed out by Molly White on her blog. BitMEX has been working on a PR stunt in which they would send Bitcoin to the moon by loading a coin engraved with the private key to a crypto wallet containing one Bitcoin on board the Peregrine One moon lander, where it would then be placed on the surface of the moon for some future enterprising moon explorer to collect. However, due to a fuel leak, the moon lander and its Bitcoin cargo are stuck somewhere in space with no chance of making it to the moon. Poetic. Oh no, my $40,000. Wait, my $45,000. Hold on, my $30,000 is missing. Yeah, the, the volatility is coming back. There goes I my $50,000. I feel like we are six months to a year from yet another cycle of like crypto hype because it's been long enough that everyone has forgotten how stupid it was last time. Yeah. Because that, that's Well, should... the apes certainly aren't coming back. They've already no, been I, uh, I jettisoned think, from Twitter. I don't think NFTs are ever coming back, at least not in their current form uh-huh. ever i think that is fully done but you can you but can, as a speculative asset yeah you, you can count on crypto uh coming back every couple of years yeah like over the past i hadn't been paying attention but like over the past year bitcoin and ethereum like doubled in value from like hitting the rock high, bottom yeah, b- b- bottoming out from historic highs and then bouncing yeah. back up and a lot of the bitcoin i i assume sorry i assume is having to do with the fact that the etf was going to get uh, the the news that it maybe, was going to happen. May, yeah, leading up to it, yeah. uh, since that announcement, it has pff, sort of flatlined yeah, and actually gone down a little bit. Because, you sell the news once it's actually confirmed, yeah. I guess. But speaking of losing a ton of money in a hilariously pointless way, it is time, once again, to check in on Mike Lindell. Yes. Another guy. The My Pillow guy. Yeah, the, he's the weird guy of every year. Yes. Uh, this guy got very rich off of selling overpriced pillows to Fox News boomers, and he had it made in the shade. But then he had to go and ruin everything by trying and failing to prove that Donald Trump actually won the 2020 election. All he had to do was shut the fuck up. Yeah! (laughs) 
He made like a billion dollars. He could have just shut the fuck up and just been, he could have lived in a house made of pillows. Yeah, forever. Yeah. And had absolutely not a care in the world. But he no. could have been like spending the rest of his days doing like uh, just insane, overhyped appearances at like mega churches around yeah. the country. People would have praised him like a god. Mm-hmm. Instead, he did the other thing. He did not shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, yeah, this got him sued by various voting machine companies, the whole 2020 election denial thing. Blacklisted from some of the shows he'd previously appeared on. And he got his pillows pulled from several major retailers who understandably didn't want to be associated with that shit. And he also blew a ton of his money on trying to prove the election was a fraud. And to add insult to injury, he offered $5 million to anyone who could prove his theories wrong and was then promptly proven wrong and ordered by a court to pay up. Oh, jeez. Well, um, we regret to inform you that things from Mike Lindell continue to get worse. Oh, no. Yeah. Here's Rolling Stone. Fox News appears to have cut ties with oh. the conservative betting brand MyPillow, once one of the network's largest and most prominent advertisers. Too brute. MyPillow founder and CEO Mike Lindell announced that the right-wing news network revoked their advertising deals with the brand on Thursday during a broadcast of the Steve Bannon War Room show. According to data from the progressive watchdog Media Matters, MyPillow appears to have been a leading advertiser across Fox News in 2023. The group added that MyPillow's most recent ad appears to have run in December 2023 based on preliminary 2024 data. I'm bringing some disturbing news, Lindell told Bannon. As you know, Steve, ever since I was speaking out about our election platform since January of 21, they've been attacking my company, MyPillow, with the cancel culture. And now Fox News just canceled MyPillow. Lindell added that he had not been given an explicit reason for the cancellation, but speculated that the rupture might have been motivated by Monday's Iowa caucuses, the first battle of the 2024 Republican primary. They know my brand is there right with our great real president, Donald Trump, Lindell added. Maybe it's because I brought Lou Dobbs over to my Lindell TV network this Wait, week. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Frank's speech? It's the Lindell TV network now? What? Is this thing even connected to the internet? Love the idea that it is literally called LTV. <laughs> but, but everything is just alarming and suspicious. Why now, just out of the blue, you're canceled? I'm beside myself. I don't know what to say, Lindell said, claiming that he's given the network hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> millions of dollars over the years. Uh, so yeah, wow, damn. Stabbed in the back by one of your few remaining friends. At two Fox News. <laughs> They did cancel culture on Mike Lindell. They canceled his pillows. Yeah. Now the bank's canceling my cards. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yeah, very sad. Except, apparently Mike Lindell left out a very important detail oh. here, as Rolling Stone explains. A source with knowledge of the situation confirmed to Rolling Stone that the network's partnership with MyPillow, quote, was paused due to the fact Mike Lindell hasn't been able to finance the commercials, and this was communicated to his media agency at length. A spokesperson for the network added that as soon as their account is paid, we would be happy to accept their advertising. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, so, oh, yeah, that does change things. I've been canceled by the bank. So yeah, cancel culture is when you don't run pillow advertisements on your nationally broadcast news network uh, for free. Yeah. Cancel culture is when you demand money in exchange for services. Oh, come on. You guys owe me one. Cancel culture is 
capitalism. I guess so. And I guess I'm with Comrade Mike on this. We got to do something about it, this cancel culture. I gave them hundreds of millions of dollars, and this is the thanks I get. Yeah, you were buying ads, you fucking idiot. I thought we were friends. (laughs) Don't they know that I now offer, I got the pillow for you to go to sleep with, and then I got the my pillow, my coffee to wake you up in the morning. And they don't even know about the MyPillow 2.0. Is there really a My Coffee? Yeah. What? Yeah. Is it like a Keurig? How does it work? No, it's a coffee bean. It's Bob just be selling beans. Oh, why is every conservative selling coffee beans? Because you can just light, white label anything like that. Yeah, I guess so. It's like any product that people are, it's like a commodity that you can white label. Yeah. It's just like, oh, these are freedom beans. They're magic. They grow uh, beanstalks. You can climb them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... You're going to get such good sleep with the 2.0. The, the technology that we've developed with the 2.0, it's going to be amazing. You're, get, you're going to need these beans to wake up. Or the other thing, which is <laughs> P2P meth. <laughs> it just gives you the energy you need without, the, without all that euphoria. <laughs> I have heard of uh, people quitting stimulants by just drinking insane amounts of coffee. You're you're technically weaning yourself off of it, I think. Uh, It is uh, one way to do it without uh, going the rehab route. uh And apparently it can work. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, speaking of Mike Lindell, like, this season of Fargo, it's been great, folks. Yeah. Those Minnesota accents. Every time I put the show on, my wife has to leave the room because she can't stand that accent. I love it. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great accent. Yeah. Everyone is uh, acting their ass off. I like John Hamm doing the the Midwestern accent. Uh, The guy from uh, Strangers with Candy. Which guy? Sorry, Kids in the Hall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. But he's not doing it. Dave Foley is not doing the accent. He kind of does. A little bit. It's a little bit. But he's Canadian anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that different. Anyways, it's a great season. Great season. Only one more episode left. They really left me on a cliffhanger with this last one. They do every single episode. You hate to see it. Anyways, before we move on to the headlines half of the show, it's time to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Factor. Mm -mm. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch preps and rushed dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your door. And Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. Need a special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Mm. Get a couple of those gourmet meals for you and the lady. Uh, When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Stress less over mealtimes in the new year. Factor's no prep, no mess meals free up time otherwise spent shopping, cooking, and cleaning up. No more wasting time in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. 
This is definitely going to come in handy for my many New Year goals. <laughs> Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized during frantic times. Head to factormeals.com slash weeklyweird50 and use code weeklyweird50 to get 50% off. That's code weeklyweird50 at factormeals.com slash weeklyweird50 to get 50% off. All right, let's get into the craziest, weirdest headlines from around the world this week. Starting with Trump presents interesting theory on how magnets work during rally in Iowa. Did you not see this? Uh, I, I I read about it. I didn't see the video though. Whoop whoop. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, let's just nobody play. knows how these work. Let's just play the clip. They had an almost billion dollar cost overrun on the magnetic elevators. Think of it, magnets. Now all I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why didn't they use John Deere? Why didn't they bring in the John Deere people? Do you like John Deere? I like John Deere. So, yeah. Uh, again, like this guy, I mean, you, he, he every time he goes to a rally, he is really winging it. He's going off the cuff. And I guess he was talking about, I don't know how the topic came up, talking about magnetic elevators and why it was a bad idea to have elevators powered by magnets because uh, if you if magnets get wet, they don't work anymore, even though that's absolutely not fucking true. Sir, you're thinking of electricity, I guess. Where did he get the idea that if you pour water on a magnet, it stops being magnetic? Uh, I don't know, but also, like, who's talking to Trump about installing a bunch of magnet elevators. I don't know. He also, he brought up John Deere there and like, I don't know what, what. They said you can't repair anymore, folks. I changed things. Is John Deere, like, that's, that's another thing. Like, what, what what virtue is he trying to signal with that? Because like. We love our farmers. But the farmers hate John Deere. We love it. We love it, don't we? Like they're, they're stuck buying from John Deere because they are like, they corner the market there. But I don't think, I don't think John Deere's customers like John Deere that much. Magnets. Nobody knows how they work. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how they work. They're, I know how they do. They're know. a miracle, folks. <laughs> Magnets are a miracle. One of God's miracles. We love it. We love it. We love painting our faces. What is a juggalo? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Trump. Uh, you know, always looking good in the juggalo makeup. So yeah, yeah. Whoop whoop. Mm. Lauren Boebert involved in physical fight with ex-husband in Colorado restaurant. I mean, look, I don't like this lady, but this, uh, this, you know. It seems like her life is very chaotic and... I mean, it sounds like she gave as good as she got. Maybe, you know, having the eyes of the world and being uh, in government while uh, your life is pretty chaotic, probably not the best idea. You see, she's also like switching districts because she knows she's going to lose the seat in the current district. Wait, what? They can just do that? I guess so. But she has to have... So the deal is she has to be elected one more time to get like a lifelong pension. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she won last time by like a couple hundred votes. Gotta win again. And, uh, Gotta do it. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, I'm surprised her ex-husband even talks to her these days after she gave that other man a hand job at Beetlejuice. It would be yeah. a deal breaker for most people, but he, I guess he still thinks they can patch things up. You used to give me the hand jobs. I the also theater. pulled out my penis in a movie theater. <laughs> I mean, that was a bowling alley. It was a bowling but, yeah. alley, but uh, she she likes a specific type of guy. Yeah. A weird guy. A weird, weird guy. <laughs> Greg Abbott laments that Texas can't shoot migrants because murder is illegal. And there's audio. Yeah. There's, there's there, audio. This, this headline is being a bit like they're having 
fun with it, I guess. But like, he literally said this. He's like, we're doing everything we can down at the border, short of, I don't know, just killing people, anyone that crosses the border because then the, uh, the Biden administration, the liberals would probably charge us with murder. Yeah, that sounds and like murder. like clearly saying like, I wish, I wish we could just shoot anyone on site who crosses our border. Also, right after he said this, like the Texas National Guard is like in like a fucking standoff with the U.S. Border Patrol because uh, the Texas National Guard thinks Border Patrol is going too easy on the border. So that's something that's happening. Texas is also suffering from a deep freeze right now with rolling blackouts. ERCOT's doing its thing again. Yeah. And uh, maybe you should fix your shit. Mm-hmm. Florida school district pulls dictionaries and encyclopedias as part of inappropriate content review. I mean, when I was in school, we did used to be like, look up vagina, sex, <laughs> penis. And then you you point at it, you make someone else read it, and they're like, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's good that they're doing something about that because otherwise... Um, too much laughing. Too much laughing. Mm-hmm. Too much pointing at, like, three or four random entries in there the, and laughing. This and now like, they don't have access to any word definitions or, uh, I mean, encyclopedia. Do they even, I'm surprised schools still have book encyclopedias, but... Uh, I, can't imagine that the, I'm, I can't imagine that the other option is widely available where they're just like, uh, yeah, go nuts on the, the encyclopedia on the computer. That is true. Do Texas or uh, do Florida libraries still allow like internet access? Because I feel like that is a very quick way to bypass I'm sure all they this have fucking like, bullshit. I, I, I don't know, but I'm sure it's like heavily firewalled and it's probably the is, same experience is as like Wikipedia AOL blocked? where you log in and it's like a portal that you can use. Are they, like, I mean, w- I don't know. Wikipedia is blocked, but you can go on Conservapedia, yeah. which is, Conservapedia is one of the most unironically like funny things on the internet it's like a someone made an alternate wikipedia for conservatives to reflect their views and the whole thing reads like fucking parody but it is 100 percent serious it's just it's wild that we've already reached the ultimate conclusion of they've banned the dictionary yeah from school well yeah we wouldn't want kids reading the dictionary getting ideas well they're just reviewing it so they're just gonna make they're gonna go through and read it word by word and make sure that there's no funny business going on in there Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says mm-hmm. it says woke oh, is look, like we got breast. Yeah, breast. It says woke means to awaken. Huh. Hmm. Huh. More liberal nonsense. I'm gonna go through with like scissors and just cut out the the words they don't want. Yeah. There. Now the children will not be tainted by this filth. Yep. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Greenland startup begins shipping glacier ice to cocktail bars in the UAE. There, someone's going to get one of those weird uh, yeah. diseases that's been buried for thousands of years. One of those, yeah, old, like, like brain-eating a- amoebas that have been <laughs> sitting, like, dormant yeah. in the ice for millennia. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, listen, like, if our, if our glaciers are falling into the sea at an alarming rate, like, at least let us make some money off this. this. Yeah, this is, someone's going to want that ice. This you is, know who doesn't have any ice? Those people over in Dubai. A hilarious final chapter of Earth, the book. Yeah. And while the glaciers were melting and breaking off and uh, raising the sea levels, we sold it to a bunch of people in the UAE. It's a fun little detail. So they can mix their cocktails with it. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Well, we're doomed. I mean, this is kind of... Before ice machines, there was like decades of uh, the ice industry 
going up to like Lake Michigan and sawing out giant pieces of the ice in there, loading it onto ships, going through the fucking Erie Canal. And uh, they'd like wrap it in like sawdust to insulate it. But during the journey, it would lose about like half of its mass. But once it got to the destination, people were like, holy shit, ice? (laughs) It's summertime and there's ice? That's incredible. That's fucking crazy. You you, you never see anybody carrying around a giant cube of ice with tongs anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty cool. And that, you know, you get to chip them off a little piece? Yeah, you can have as big or small of an ice cube as you want. Yeah. None of this bullshit with these ice cube trays or the ice maker in the fridge. That, and it never works right. Uh, yeah, they always get frozen and stuck in there. Uh, my no. favorite thing, and I've only had to experience it, I had a Samsung fridge at one of my last places, but like the, the Samsung fridge for like a decade has never had like a working, and this is like a, a, a hmm. company-wide product because they put the ice maker like, on the side by side, and it just freezes over. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Anyways, we used to we used to do things correctly in this country. Yeah. We need to go back to carrying around your ice blocks on tongs. There's perfectly good ice on Lake Michigan, except no, there isn't. I guess this is the warmest winter they've had in. Uh, well, we got to go to Texas for the ice now. You see it flips. Yeah, you get that Texas ice, that yeah. desert ice. Mm-hmm. No amoebas in there. Nope. White Claw launches new zero percent alcohol seltzers. Depth of flavor and complexity. Hey, you can finally drink White Claw again. Aren't you excited? Luckily, I think I stopped <laughs> drinking when this was rising in the first place. Yeah, this is this is. A, I think I maybe had like one or two when it was like it was very early it's on. Not craze. good. It's this shit was such a. It's a flash in the pan. This is they're they're toast. They're like, oh wait wait, nobody wants to drink. Oh, what? Hey, check this out. What if you could drink White Claw without getting drunk? And they're like, why would I do that? The only reason I was drinking in the first place was to get drunk. It doesn't taste good. Yeah. Also, seltzer already exists. Uh huh. So I mean, I guess that's it exciting. is. It's probably you can buy it, the zero percent white claw and add a little bit of whiskey to it. No, it it, it it's it's kind of like you know when I I don't even really drink that much of the fake beer anymore unless you know I really don't. I can't remember the last one I had one actually. But like early on when I was stopping drinking, it was like I don't want to have to fucking explain to everyone like why I, I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't like I hit like rock bottom or something. Mm-hmm. It was just like I was in the pandemic and I'm like should probably get a handle on this. Yeah. But, like, yes, it does stop, like, intrusive people from being like, hey, why are you drinking a Diet Coke yeah. at this party or mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. So it's like, I guess if you have, like, a White Claw, it, it kind of tosses away some, like, inquisitive. Or you fill a fill a Jack Daniels bottle with apple juice and just walk around sipping on Then you look like a psychopath. <laughs> Damn, that guy could hold his liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, the fake beer stuff, it's like, fake beer, to me, tastes fine because I yeah. spent, you know, the better... A decade and a half drinking real beer, so it was a nice way to like wean now off. Now you of can it, drink fake White Claw. I was never into for that for your personal enjoyment. I think, mm. look, anything that gets people off alcohol is probably great. So if this helps, wait, and it is dry January, so maybe it's like a marketing thing for the month. I don't know. Maybe what I can't. I think it was like Miller Lite started selling beer flavored mints for for dry January. <laughs> Weird here. I love uh, Coors Light's non-alcoholic is called Edge, like Straight Edge. They yeah. like knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Ian McKay just chugging uh, Coors Light <laughs> Sitting edges. on the Discord house steps, <laughs> yes. just chugging a Coors Edge. Finally. <laughs> YouTube cracks down on AI content that realistically simulates deceased children or victims of crimes. Hmm, that's a really specific thing to crack down on. Yeah, it's That, almost that like implies this- that this is an uh, ongoing problem that attracted so much negative attention that YouTube had to step in and make a specific rule banning it. Here's what I'll say about this. The fact that I didn't know about it before YouTube did something about it 
is at least a step in the right direction for YouTube. Well, YouTube's so vast now that yeah. like there's entire corners of it that but you don't But it used find to be, about. people would be like, for at least a month or two, like, hey, YouTube, there's some really fucked up shit yeah. happening. And they're like, don't worry, user, we're looking into this. Can you please send the links and we'll, our team will get on it right uh, away. At so least now, like, I had no idea this was a thing. This was, well, you didn't know about this thing because you're not a true crime freak. No. Oh. This is a, a cult at this point, these true crime people. The, uh, and the, I guess, I guess uh, some of the true crime channels started using uh, deep fakes and AI voice generators to uh, make the victims talk. <sighs> Which, like, the whole true crime uh, thing, like, was already, like, the victims' families are like, please stop using our dead family members for content. For content. Yeah. Like, this is, this is really weird and gross. Like, this isn't entertainment. This is someone's life. And they heard that and they're like, what's that? You want us to be even more uh, insensitive? I'm going to use the AI technology to make Madeline McCann talk and tell us who the killer is. Unbelievable. Yeah. So um, YouTube, they did good this time. Get yeah. rid of it. Not get rid of George Carlin because that's. I think that falls under this. As Don't well. get rid of him. He's already. He's already again. Leave George dead, Carlin. But, but uh, get rid of fake George Carlin. Yes. Yeah. Passenger falls out of airplane after opening cabin door. Oh my god. Well, the, huh? the plane hadn't taken off yet. It's a funny headline. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this, okay. this headline leaves out that very crucial fact. Yes. Because you, you read that and you assume, like, oh, well, they, so they're dead? No, but they did fall, like, 20 feet. Yeah, it's a long it's, fall. It was right after right after boarding. Everyone's boarding the plane. This person just goes right nope. over to the door and is like, I changed my mind. And then falls onto the tarmac. Comically. Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, like, Boing, bu- like Buster Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think they were pretty hurt. Yeah. But uh, they must have been, like, they in the, in they were like, Fuck it, I'm getting on this plane. And then they got on, and they're like, I changed my mind. That was a mistake. I'm surprised gotta go. that Elon Musk hasn't uh, brought this up and said that it, this, this is, is the result D- of DEI. Yeah, this is what happens when you hire black people. It's insane that whole conversation got sparked by a door blowing off of a plane that had nothing to do with the right. flight crew, but everything to do with Boeing literally cutting corners for fucking decades right. to feed the fucking investors. Yeah, they're they're really going in on like airlines and DEI for some reason. There was that the libs of TikTok with like like a fucking Southwest or something posted like a picture. It's like, oh, look at this flight we had today that has an all female flight crew. And she's, they're like, they're just doing it right in front of you. That was so confusing. And like, it's like, wait, what? I thought you people all wanted to return to simpler times. Like, for example, back when the flight crew on planes was all female. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, the pilot. The, the pilot yeah, but like, in the picture, but like, yes. I, like, I get, what? it's just a very confusing statement. Are you saying that, like, like, a woman could never possibly fly a plane? Especially because like, Libs of TikTok, what is it, Chanya or whatever? She, it's a woman, so it's like... Chaya. Yeah. Who, <laughs> member of Shabbat, yeah. apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's been 100% double confirmed, but uh, it is believed that she is a member. And she had comments on that, and she said, she said, uh, these young Shabbat members, they were influenced to do this by TikTok. It's the, the woke mind virus uh, was what made them do it. Uh, I well, I haven't seen the news, but I assume that the this flight landed safely because I I haven't heard uh, anything. So yeah. I guess everything was fucking fine. Well, you know, DEI, DEI, it's gonna oh. get us all killed. Man tried to get flight attendants to join Mile High Club on Spirit flight to Orlando. Agents say. Yeah, it's funny because they said it was. He said it was his first time ever flying on a plane. 
This is an adult man. It's possible. There's a lot of people in this country sure. who've never flown. Mm -hmm. But like that makes me think like he'd only seen it in movies. And he's like, oh, man, people must be just like fucking on planes all the time. But when you never and all leave the, the air hostesses are always like DTF. So this is exciting. Let's you go. Never leave the, the goon cave. You assume that every yeah. plot is part is actually real life. Yeah. Based on all the pornography I've seen, there is like a solid at least 50 50 chance that if I ask this flight attendant to go have sex with me in the bathroom, She's going to say yes. So. I've been delivering pizzas for three years Shoot and no one has ever invited <laughs> yeah. me in. Yeah. Sometimes I just stand there for an extra like 10 seconds waiting. Yeah. They never do. I've been uh, cleaning people's pools hard as a rock. No. Uh, lonely housewives have invited me in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll fly somewhere. Yeah. That's, that'll, that'll do the trick. On the cheapest possible airline. Hey, would you like to join the mile? Sir, I don't even want to get you a fucking drink. This is spirit. Sit down. Yeah. It, it, that is, of all the airlines... Like Spirit, they're they're not taking your shit on Spirit. Mm -hmm. They've no. seen it all. Sit the fuck down. I'm yeah. here to make sure you don't die, and that's it. Yeah, that is literally it. I owe you nothing. Yeah, there's a there's a box with some peanuts in it. Uh, you figure it out. How are you gonna fuck on a Spirit airline flight? You got to put a quarter in the back. <laughs> <of the place. laughs> hey, you want to crawl under the door with me? Yeah, come on. Oh. and final headline: poop powered planes. Could jet fuel made from sewage take off? Yeah, that sounds plausible. Imagine the smell, though. <laughs> It'd hate to be behind that plane. Oh, yeah. Speaking of planes, not to get off the topic of this, because, yeah, that's cool. I mean, if it works. The NASA debuted that, uh, like, it's a supersonic jet, but it doesn't create sonic booms. How? What? It's the way that they've designed it. And they're, like, apparently going to be testing it over... Uh, communities to see if anyone even notices. That's they probably, crazy. Which means they probably already have been for years, but... Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So, faster planes. Well, I mean, the one Maybe. currently looks like a fucking fighter jet, but yes, they did say for commercial purposes eventually, which means not for any of us. People like Elon Musk and... Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. All of, yeah. Well, that's cool, I guess. But yeah, pl powering the planes with poop is great, especially because, like, you know, if they start, they're like, oh, God. We didn't put enough gas in the plane. We're, we're in the middle of the ocean. What are we going to do? And then Everybody? Like, this is your captain speaking. Does anyone need to take a shit? <laughs> Instead of a doctor, they're like, who has IBS? <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone, uh, check the Crohn's cards. Who's got yeah. the Crohn's card on, yeah. on board? And you go and you go in the bathroom and it goes straight into the engine. It's like, boom, okay, we're back. The plane lands, everyone claps. Yeah. Obama's there. Yeah, you get a $20 bill. Yeah, you're an official air marshal. Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. I can't wait to save a plane with my disgusting shit. But yeah, I love any idea about turning shit into something useful because yeah. it's shit, you know? Yeah. Be nice if you could do something with it. Mm -hmm. Also, and they also said like the, the process for turning the shit into fuel, like as a fuel, it uses the same amount of carbon, but the process uses way less carbon. So they, it would technically be lowering the carbon footprint of the aerospace industry, which is always good. Yeah, Taylor, right. Taylor Swift. Yeah. There's your poop. There you mm -hmm. go. Well, yeah. That's like the, uh, there's a South Park where they harvest Tom Brady's poop. It's oh, like, yeah. For that, the... That's super powered poop. Yeah. That's, those planes are going to be going supersonic for sure. Travis Kelsey, his, uh, you know, NFL poop. Mm -hmm. He's got so many nutrients. How many Keurigs in that thing? Oh, my God. So oh, many. Man. Anyways, we have more videos for you from earlier in this week if you haven't seen them already. Uh, make sure you watch the one about how Fox, not us, Fox News seems to think that Taylor Swift 
is a, quote, Pentagon PSYOP. Yeah. And they brought a real F- former FBI agent. She's to trying to trick America's youth into voting yeah. in elections. Uh, a little bit sus. Uh, also a bunch of weird Trump shit. And then we have a video where we go over all the dumb, weird tech from CES this year. So check out both of those videos. Make sure you like this video. Click the like button now. We know Do you it. forgot. Do it. Leave Do a it. comment Do down it. below. I've been reading all your comments. They're wonderful. You guys are having a great time down there. Uh, and then we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.